I don't know about you, but going back and watching this movie from from the olden times, from you know the the aughts era, right? It makes me miss a simpler time back when we called all electronic music and its various sub genres. Uh huh. Techno. I wish techno. that we just called it all techno again, dude. <laughs> it does make the most sense, right? Because right? then it's just like, oh, I get it. It's like bleeps and bloops and boop, boop, boops. Techno. techno. You know what? Orbital? Techno. The Prodigy? Uh, techno. Dead uh-huh. Mouse? Right. Techno. Mm-hmm. All Tattoo. techno. And girls is just singing over techno. <laughs> That's true. I miss that. All the things you said, all the things you said. <laughs> techno. <laughs> Man, I just say, I'll go on record here as saying, I'm Uncle Ben, and normalize calling all of it techno. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, I you know, you got all your different subgenres, but like, the catch-all term, techno, come on, that's good. That's a good one. And it makes you sound like a peepaw. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there are still like old country people around here that call it all techno, and yeah. I adore it. Yeah. I love it so much. That's that techno music. <laughs> Welcome to the P-Paused <laughs> fucking P-paused. horror movie podcast you've listened to all week. Why, it's Dead and Lovely here with the host of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And we are here today to be talking about one final destination, Trace. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a French film. <laughs> Yeah, Trace, uh, uh, as they say in France. Yep. <laughs> if you want to get straight to uh, the movie review, uh, that's going to start right when that timestamp in the podcast description tells you that it is. But for that, we're going to do our usual thing and bullshit around for a yep. long time. That's how that's we do it. that's the point of the show, motherfuckers. So, this is how yeah. we do it. <laughs> we're going to be reminiscing about velour tracksuits and techno and right. uh, floppy hats and all kinds of good stuff this <laughs> episode. So hang around. Stick around with your boys and have yourself a good time. Slip into that way back machine to a simpler time, right? Yeah. Everybody knows 2005, simplest time there was. Well, 2006. <laughs> simplest time there was. Wasn't too close to 9-11. Definitely no war on terror going on. It was just cool, relaxed times. <laughs> yeah, that whole, uh, you know, uh, bro rape culture just right, really out there yeah. in the open. The Patriot Act. Yeah, the 2000s were innocent. <laughs> a simpler time. <laughs> Cheney was shooting people in the face, quote, <laughs> Shoot, by accident. Shooting his, his friends in the face by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck Things was so normal. that? That was weird. There was a weird time. I'm telling you. Through. Dude, I know that we say all the time now that, like, wow, we're in the weirdest timeline and shit. But, man, if that phrase existed (laughs) back then... Exactly. We would have been saying it then. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding, man. No kidding. Man, it has been a fucking busy week i've been a dang old studio rat this week yeah i've been uh working on recording a ton of music with my buddy andy wood as well as recording a ton of my own original stuff here for an upcoming corpse master track my oh, horror yeah. metal side project that mm-hmm. i have with uh my buddy jessup from the sale of satan 80s horror podcast we have mm-hmm. our, our little horror metal band that you can find on the spotify working on a new tune right now called corvus that's based on the devil's reign 
Okay. And uh, it is a just crusty, nasty slam fest. It'll be out pretty soon, I hope. Um, oh, hell yeah. Really excited about how everything's coming together. That's awesome. Um, I have not been making any music. Uh, oh, why not? You're I, not even trying anymore. I know. it's a good, That's a good point. I have not tried to make music in a long time because um, I've never tried to make music. <laughs> <laughs> dude who knows maybe you're just a regular damn js bach whenever you sit that's, down on yeah. that thing you know you know what that's i'm gonna <laughs> we have a piano here i'm just gonna go sit down at the piano and just see what comes out uh after we record this episode and if it's awesome i'll record it and post it mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it's gonna be plank plank clank that's gonna be for patreon only though put it on oh, that yeah, paywall, you know what, yeah you know what you want to give the people who pay you money trash mm-hmm. garbage <laughs> Here's they some want garbage. the garbage you do something with yep. it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> right on man right on dude yeah it's it's been slammed this week man it's uh it's been hectic but it's been making stuff hectic which is my favorite kind of hectic to be i like to make stuff yeah um, man writing music dude you know writing and recording is one of those things that is totally a a muscle that you know whenever you don't use it for a while it yeah, can atrophy on you. It can get kind of mm-hmm. weak, but man, once you get those first couple of pumps in, yeah. in the musical gymnasium, it yep. gets real good to you. Once you figure out that cat rhymes with Matt, you're like, oh, we're on it. This is fucking. Oh, dude, another one. You said I'm telling you, dude. I've got this one time I rhymed love with above. Shit. Boom. Take fire that. and desire. You ever thought oh, about how those rhyme? No one's ever Hot. even thought about that. Fire emoji, fire emoji, water emoji. <laughs> peach, peach, eggplant. You should write songs in emojis. That's <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. The kids will love it. I can actually hear peach, peach, eggplant too, like a like a Japanese pop tune. Over some techno? Yeah. Over some techno. Yeah, put it over some techno. <laughs> <laughs> peach, peach, egg, 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 eggplant, peach, yep. remix. Yeah, over some oonts, oonts. Yep. Yeah, it needs more oonts, oonts in there, yeah. doesn't it? Always, always a little more oonts is gonna help. I think you need plenty of boots and cats. That's what boots it's all and about. Cats. Boots uh-huh. and cats and boots and cats and That's boots right. and cats. Exactly. Yeah. Then some you're killing stuff. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, I, 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 I haven't written any music this week. I we did go finally. There's a bar across the street from our place. It's just like a dive bar, uh, and we've been intending to go there for so long to just check it out. And we finally did, and uh, it was cool. It was like uh, just a, a very eclectic group of people. <laughs> just basically like some old uh some old seasoned alcoholics i'd say and then uh, also just some young people man if you go to a bar and it's just a bunch of amateurs over there they're ordering sex on a beach and fuzzy navels and so on and they don't know what they're doing yeah that ain't no real bar you need that one guy who is just fucking old as shit yeah and just drink nasty it. stuff just to get fucking drunk. You need that guy at your bar. You absolutely do. Yeah, it's not a good bar if it's all just like young professionals. Get out of here with that shit. Yeah. Blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the grizzled old ones. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, other than that, man, we've just been watching a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah? What you been watching on? Uh, Well, we uh, watched that sequel to Terrafar, Terrafar 2. Is it Terrifier 2 still skirt? 
Steel skirt. Yeah, Terrifier two. <laughs> Should have called it skirt. that. Uh, yeah, Terrifier <laughs> two. I, I I mean, as I've said before, I'm not big on Terrifier. Uh, Hurt Terrifier two was better. I would agree. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. I would agree that it is probably better. Um, I've heard that it is indisputably not shorter. <laughs> nope, not even kind of shorter. But it, um, I, I still just didn't like it. It's not my thing. I guess. Yeah. I, I just. Yeah. And I, I think you know, um, Anna and I were discussing like why it isn't my thing because like it, it seems like everything about it would fit uh, certain stuff that I like. I think we came to the conclusion that like all the stuff that the clown is doing, uh, people in general are like delighted by it. Uh, I just fucking hate clowns. I think. Yeah, I just hate them. you know what? I don't care about clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't think they're charismatic. I don't think they're charming. I don't think they're funny. So like the tone of those movies don't work for me because I'm supposed what, to be man. thinking he's funny. <laughs> You better watch your words. You're going to get fucking shut down by that, that clown cancel culture is what you're going to get shut down by. Are they, you're going to get clown canceled. Are they mm-hmm. out and about again, the clown cancel culture? They're outspoken, man. Mm-hmm. They send their messages in the form of uh, balloon animal tweets and stuff. <laughs> They're coming after you, dude. Oh, shit. That'd be rough. You get a uh-huh. big like. Hey, he said it, not me. A balloon right? animal like ransom note for your your you know <laughs> wife or whatever. What the fuck? I'm with this? you. Like clowns, just not really my thing. Like, and it's not because I'm scared of them or I think they're scary. I just think it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So yeah, Terrifier two, just not for me. But uh, if you like the first one, you'll love the second one. I think. Why is it so long? Isn't it like two and a half hours? It's too long. It's just wow. too long. It, it it's not justified by by the movie. I don't think. A couple of people in our group have said that like it's so long and so brutal that like halfway through you're you're just numb to the violence and it's not even impressive or scary or shocking or gross anymore. Is that true? I'd say that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's eh. yeah. I just wasn't. I don't know, man. It's just not for me. But whatever. If you like Terrifier, you're going to like Terrifier too. Uh, we also watched Unfriended, which uh, I have somehow seen so many times. It's fine. It's good. Uh, I, I'm not complaining about it, but uh, I just I just keep seeing this movie a lot. Uh, but it is good. I do I do like Unfriended. I think it's a solid hmm. premise that uh, you know it, it was pre-pandemic, so just the idea of a Skype call was. It was like, oh, this is, you know, something people do, friends do sometimes. <laughs> it takes on a little bit of a different tone when you now have, like, host and stuff. And, like, we've had the pandemic. So that became, like, I don't know, Skype calls and Zoom calls and all that stuff have a lot of baggage now. So it kind of changed my you know, that is interesting. Because, like, I remember back in the day, like, years ago, whenever I was teaching guitar lessons in a small town and... I would, you know, tell people how it's like, oh, I've started doing some lessons with, you know, other students across the country and world on Skype. And people would be like, what's Skype? And it's like, it's like a video calling service. And then, yeah, come 2020, it's like, oh, that's a part of everybody's fucking life now. It's like, that was, that's a movie from a time when Skype and Zoom were optional to existence. It's pretty interesting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of changed a little bit of how I viewed it, but still, yeah, still a, a, a good time. Uh, we also watched Idiocracy. 
Oh my god, dude! Which is only, I think, becoming more of a documentary as time goes by, less of a comedy. You know, I um, but people have said that a lot, and I I think it's interesting because watching it and realizing when it came out to 2006 it was happening then <laughs> like yeah george bush was a fucking clown man people right. forgot george bush just because of trump <laughs> and then started like, I bet that guy was good yeah i'm telling you i bet that during all that shit w was just like wiping the sweat off his brow being like <laughs> woo <finally laughs> off the hook i guess huh <laughs> uh, now i'm gonna do my stupid paintings and hand michelle a, a piece of candy or something <laughs> For real, seems just so innocent in the rear view, man. Not innocent, and also at all. so real young, so young compared to our other presidents. Like, wow, he was young <laughs> and full of dumbness. What a sweet guy. <laughs> Definite war criminal, but Definite still <laughs> war criminal. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun, uh, but yeah, 2006 <laughs> idiocracy. Well, yeah, like uh, I think Mike Judge has said, like that he he's. He wasn't predicting the future. He was he was talking about the time, uh, and the future has just gotten more and more comical. Uh, the more things change, the more they yep. stay the same. Bro. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's still great. Then uh, we also watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I haven't Dude. seen since I was a kid, and I loved it as. A I kid. was gonna say, man, like I don't, I literally don't know the last time I watched that movie start to finish. Like I clearly remember. Um, uh, big, big, juicy titties on that cartoon lady. <laughs> That's true. It is clearly. True. It, it goes hard uh, for a Disney movie. <laughs> it goes <laughs> hard sexually, which is like this was at a time when Disney wasn't the Disney we know today. They were struggling a bit, and they also like released it under one of their other distribution labels. Yeah, so their name uh-huh. wasn't all over it, but it still like has all the disney characters and looney tunes characters and it's like uh, sexual as fuck (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then also scary as shit man at the end yes good god man the dip and the the fucking uh judge are frightening it it is a horror movie in that aspect for sure but the anna like you know it's a real early like uh, merging of animation and and live action with you know blue screen technology they aren't even doing green screen at that point and like there are some times where eye lines are a little fucked up but mostly it's done really well and like uh, uh anna pointed out like people talk about how michael kane like really went for it with the muppets like bob hoskins goes for it with nothing like he's, he's talking to cartoon characters that aren't there he's killing it too yeah no kidding and that hand-drawn animation is just beautiful oh, it's great it's great yeah that opening animation bit is so good it, it is so fucking good like as far as animation for that period goes it looks great um it's funny you mentioned that too you remember i was saying on last week's episode how i'd started watching through that um in search of darkness part three just kind of piecemeal uh-huh. I've been doing that still this week as well, and they had a little segment in there about like how, you know, during the eighties and nineties horror kind of branched out into a little bit of everything, including like a bunch of children's movies and stuff, and that was one of the ones that they talked about where it's like that movie had a legit 
horrific scene like fucked us all up as kids yeah. as well as movies like you know never ending story and fucking peewee and Pee-wee, all this yeah, kind of stuff <laughs> peewee yeah so that I, large march moment was just yeah straight up oh horror. my god yeah. yeah so i just saw that scene with yeah judge doom last night and i was reminded of how fucked up that was i need to watch that movie again man yeah you should it's on disney and and it's fucking it's good it's still great i think um then we also watched uh sin city from from the 2000s oh, yeah. there little robert rodriguez Dude. is it as good as i remember i remember it being really fucking good and fucked up it is fucked it is fucked up it is good i mean yeah. it's you know it's it's noir um you know frank miller has been accused certainly of you know not not writing women very well and i'd say that is no true what yeah <laughs> like you know unless every woman you know is a whore <laughs> right or an assassin yeah yeah that's it <laughs> there's two two ways to go um yeah yeah but i mean you know if you know noir you know it's it's not it's not necessarily ever been uh great with with female characters there have been some good uh women in noir things especially in neo noir stuff but yeah sin city is it's still good. I, I and the the fucked up parts are still very fucked up, like just super fucked up. Uh, just the I look f- of that movie is crazy, man. Yeah, I did forget that they said that Bruce Willis was pushing sixty, and then he kisses Jessica Alba. Yeah, and yeah, she's supposed so. to be, yeah. I think, like nineteen. That's kind of gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a little bit weird, but yeah. again. Uh, it's, it's neo noir. <laughs> it's what are accurate you do? to the source material. Right. I mean, you got to give it that, I guess. Uh, we also watched Dazed and Confused. Oh, dude, it's been forever since I watched that. It's so good. It's it is so fucking good. Like it's such a great yeah. movie. I, I still love it. Just absolutely great high school movie. Uh, you know, it's set in the seventies, but. I don't think it feels too much different than the 90s as far as like actual like high school party culture and stuff. So yeah. like it it felt familiar. Like my actual experience with high school though all the like hazing and stuff we didn't ever deal with, but other than that, all the like partying and stuff and how, you know, it kind of just shifts between all these different kind of cliques of friends who each know each other and each like each other and and, and kind of like mix and match like it's, it's a very fun uh i don't know it just feels very high schooly and teenagery even though of course almost everybody in is in their 20s <laughs> yeah honestly dude it has been so long since i watched that movie i don't even remember what it's about like i remember certain lines and scenes and cast members but i could not tell you even remotely what that movie is about uh it's it's about the last day of school uh summer vacation and okay yeah there's a party they have a party that's all right it's pretty simple all right all right Uh, all right all right i could even say uh, yeah i think the central conflict is that randall pink floyd doesn't want to sign the pledge that he's not going to drink and and do drugs um right and and that that is resolved by him telling his coach he's not going to sign it the end 
Um, and that's it. Yeah. And it's like that amazing historic legendary of a movie. It's good. It's so good. I, I like I very much enjoyed watching it again because I hadn't seen it in, in quite a while and I didn't I didn't know if because I saw it a ton as a as a teen. I didn't yeah. know if maybe like my teenage because uh, there's a lot of very attractive women in it. I didn't know if maybe my teenage horniness had like oversold the movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just really good. Word. I'll have to watch it again, man. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's I don't remember where we watched it, but uh it's it's well worth a rewatch. Um on Friday night on the screaming chat, we watched My Bloody Valentine, the remake from two thousand nine. Shit, is that like the three D one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. I remember watching that in theaters, dude. We went Oh I think, yeah. When it came out, uh-huh. I don't know if it was opening weekend or anything, but I remember watching it and thinking that it was pretty fun. I've actually never seen the original. Fun. Oh, you haven't seen the original? Okay, we'll see the original. Also pretty fun. Uh, okay. No, I don't think anything flies at the camera. So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> you will have to t- like temper your expectations just a little bit, but... Sure. Uh, I think I think the 2009 remake is fun. Uh, uh, boy, does shit fly at the camera. Just a lot. Just so much shit Whole flies lot of at that. the camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. And then on Sunday night, we watched Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. A.K.A. I mean, that is Japanese a hell Evil of a title. Yeah. Hell of a title, dude. It is. It's, it's cool. Uh, I mean, it's like 63 minutes, and I'd say it starts a little slow. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so like, but by the time by, by about twenty something minutes in, after that, it's just it's just insanity, and it's you know, the movie is kind of like yeah yeah I know you've seen Evil Dead, so like here's here's some of the high points of the story. Now let's get to the wackiness, um, and it's it's fun, it's very enjoyable and fun, and it's on Shutter, and again, it's sixty three minutes, so it's yeah. it's well worth checking out. Okay, man, I need to mm. sniff that out sometime because the poster looked insane. <laughs> the movie is insane, uh, but, but very much like Evil Dead. Um, Hell he, yeah! He even says groovy at one point. <laughs> Tight man, yeah. I gotta uh-huh. see this. Yeah, check it out. What have you been watching? Dude, not a lot, honestly. I've been watching myself hit that that big red record button in the studio <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Past that, um, kind of deja vu from last week, man. We finished watching the first season of The Morning Show on Apple TV, right? which is fucking fantastic. Holy shit. The season one finale, unbelievable. Oh, okay. my God, dude. The writing on this show is insane. It is so fucking good, man. You need to watch it just okay. to dig into those characters and the writing and just that, that the power play the fucking chess game of the entire thing uh-huh. it is really really cool i can't wait to start season two awesome glad you liked it yeah man and the last of us we're all caught up on that now we uh, had like yeah. two uh-huh. two or three episodes we were behind on uh but we're all caught up and stuff now man and damn it dude i'm not gonna spoil anything because this newest episode just came out and all but Shit, that show has been fucking good, man. It is. Yeah. That that newest episode was 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 really good. And then also It was amazing. Just like every episode, a little bit of a kick in the dick. You, oh you my always, God, you're always man. gonna have to get just a slight kick to the Johnson. At least a grazing of the a Nards. Grazing, at yeah, least. Just a little bit of a graze on the Nards. 
is just a rollover, yeah. just enough to give you the stomach <laughs> cramp. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Ain't no good, man. Alive, I swear that show has so many fucking dick punches in it. Just every episode, and uh, the newest one at the time of recording is what episode six? six? Is that right? Yeah, I think six. Uh huh. I thought it was amazing, and then okay, I can't figure this out. Maybe you can explain this to me, spoiler okay. free. I. I have a couple of acquaintances on social media that I know are, you know, pretty conservative bro dude types. Right. And I saw them saying like, oh man, Last of Us is just fucking over, dude. They totally jumped the shark. Uh, Joel is so emasculated. And like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, what Mm. are they talking about? How they just ruined the show with this episode. I don't, I don't it made know. him a gir- a girly man or something. Like it I don't, made him a girly. I man. don't know. Oh. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I don't either. Yeah, I, I I don't know what their weird warped definition of masculinity is anyway. So I, yeah, for I real, never I, I've lost track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've totally lost track at this point. I don't yeah. know. I just didn't know if you had some kind of explanation that maybe you've seen across the internet as for why conservative bro dudes are mad at this newest episode i do remember I can't figure it out just like a month or two ago uh they were telling us that sports are gay what yeah <laughs> i remember that argument happening at some point about conservatives thinking sports are gay man you live on a different side of the internet than i do <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's really true but it sounds fascinating there <laughs> No, it's just a frustrating, like, every day. Okay, what yeah. is this new fucking fuckery you've come up with? <laughs> well, that's really fun. It's yeah. not really fun. No. But it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I've been obsessively listening to uh, the song Clyde by Dr. Hook. It is a... Okay. I believe it's a Waylon Jennings cover. Have you ever heard that song? No. Clyde played electric bass is the first line in the song. No, I don't know. Um, It's a treasure. I'm going to strongly recommend you listen to it. The Dr. Hook cover of Clyde. It is a fucking jam of all jams. Strongly recommend. Also, strongly recommend you guys rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and the Spotify and on your nearest bathroom stall wall. Absolutely. Be sure to write with a Sharpie marker for a good time. Most of our listens. That's right. For a good time, listen to Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. Put that on there. Do some advertising for your boys. <laughs> now, Steve, yep. this movie that we're talking about today is one final destination. All right. Three. Uh-huh. Yep. And man, Three. You, know what, you know what it has in it? A bunch of stuff. Perhaps even a potpourri of stuff in it. <laughs> it does. It does have a potpourri of stuff. Uh-huh. Potpourri known for being lots of stuff in it. <laughs> That's right. Whenever you right? see potpourri, you're like, you know what that is? That's definitely going to be several different things. Yeah, several different things. And we're going to talk about several different things here in the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Oh, yeah, we are. It's a potpourri palace here. We're going to be talking about a variety of topics pertaining to this movie. Because it's kind of hard to pin down any singular thing to grab out of this one, right? Right. It is. It is hard to do that. A little bit. A little bit. So we're going to hit a variety of topics here and uh, have a little chin wag about them. Now, Steve, this movie, it starts off with a roller coaster ride straight from hail, doesn't it? Hail. Hail. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. 
But I'll tell you, I've had myself some heavenly roller coaster rides in my time. Have you? Yeah, yeah, I like a roller coaster. How much do you like a roller coaster? You got a favorite roller coaster you've had in the great United States of America? Um, what, what, what's the name of that one at Dollywood with the the back to back loop de loop? Blazing Fury. <laughs> I do remember the Blazing Fury, but that's not... You look like you've been kissing that steam train. (laughs) The Blazing Fury, which uh, is just a slow, meandering ride through a a town on fire, and then, uh, oh no, a hill. Ah, Yep. You're done. (laughs) But before that, it's like, oh no, there's a train coming. Actually, it's just a halogen lamp and a train sound. (laughs) But don't worry about it. Yeah. Some Dollywood humor. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say of all the Dollywood uh, rides that the Blazing Fury is my favorite. It's uh, I, what's it called? I think it's the Wild the Tennessee wild Tornado. Eagle? Oh, the Wild Eagle. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like a it's like a glide coaster. You hang over the sides. I fucking love that uh, thing, dude. The Tennessee Tornado is the one I was thinking of. You're right. Tennessee Tornado is the one I like. But yes, the, that yeah, one is awesome dude. too. I also love myself a roller coaster, and I have been privileged to get to ride some pretty amazing ones around uh, this country right here, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Wild Eagle at Dollywood actually is legit, probably in my top five. I wow. really love okay. that roller coaster a lot. Just recently, down at Universal in Florida, uh-huh. I rode the new Velosa Coaster, which is the Jurassic World themed roller coaster they have down there. It just came out. Okay. Holy shit, dude. It is bananas. Okay. Fucking awesome. It seriously has like everything that you've ever liked in a roller coaster all on one ride. And it's pretty fucking long, too. It is okay. amazing. Cool. I love that thing. Um, the Beast is fantastic. Fucking six-minute long wooden roller coaster. It's just oh, a feat I, of engineering, man. I cannot do wooden roller coasters. They are far too jerky. They just Oh, dude. And this one's violent. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. like the the Thunderhead at Dollywood, same yeah, way. Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, no, they're f- far too fucking like jerky. If you yeah, if you they have are. any sort of neck situation or back situation, it's not not cool. Do you think that um, <laughs> who was it? Was it Kia? Would she be able to ride one of those, considering all of her complications with her neck, her back? Her pussy and her crack. Right. I mean, all of it. Just everything. Would it be kind of a nightmare for her, do you think? I th- oh, Well, listen, yeah. I think specifically the pussy problems are going to come into play. <laughs> yeah. You're riding a wooden roller coaster. Everything like, oh, getting banged around. Oh, my pussy's around. getting jostled. <laughs> oh, my crack is really getting devastated on this thing. Maybe they have like the... It is Kia, right? Kia did that song, didn't she? I don't remember. Maybe. I think so. Maybe they have like the special Kia warning out front of these things. It says like for passengers with neck, back, pussy, and crack problems, reconsider riding this coaster. It may jostle them violently. It very well may. Jostle your pussy. Also a warning to pregnant mothers. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, but yeah, I get that. I like wooden roller coasters because they do seem like they're about to explode at all times. But that's also a reason yeah. to not like them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a death wish. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's not my problem with them, though. It really is just the jostling. But yeah, you're right. The creaking and stuff definitely is a little bit creepy now that I think about it. 
<laughs> um, I think also at Cedar Point, the roller coaster mecca of America, the uh, the Millennium Force is at twenty out of ten, dude. Have you oh, been okay. to Cedar Point? No, I, I've not been oh to any god. of the places you just named except Dollywood. Dude, oh my god, Cedar Point, man! If you like roller coasters, that is just the fucking place. Like it is totally not catered towards kids or families at all it's just like hey you want to go crazy mm-hmm. fucking come to cedar point that's like their slogan okay uh they have this one there called the millennium forest and it's actually pretty old but dude you spend probably 70 percent of the ride with your ass off the seat it's not even really doing like super crazy stuff but it's all these i think they're called like parabolic hills that are specifically designed to get you ass out of seat time uh-huh so you spend like most of the ride just floating it's fucking wow. awesome man. okay that's cool and also at cedar point the maverick holy shit that one's so cool it's got a uh a night i think it's like a 95 degree drop so it actually Whoa. goes inwards into the track ah, that's crazy Dude, it's badass and if you're in front it, it looks like you're just flying off of the fucking thing because you can't even see the track in front of you you know yowza okay it is rad, That's man. That's insane. So those, are, those are definitely some of my favorites, man. Love me a roller coaster. Yeah, that's cool. Um, our man Ian in this, uh-huh. he's a little bit of an emo boy, isn't he? he he's, a, he's a bit of one. I, I don't know. He seems kind of like... Uh, it seems like they were going for emo, but they were just they landed on like kind of punk, but definitely going for emo. <laughs> And you know what? He's landed himself a job in a store that has plenty of hard wear on his emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he chose the job at a hardware store. Right. He's, I'm like, <laughs> I also have hardware on my soul. That's why when you walk into any Home Depot, the first person to greet you, an emo. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Hey, you can't spell Home Depot without emo. You Am cannot. Right? It's true. You cannot. <laughs> You'd be you'd be at a loss. <laughs> what do you think is the most emo job a person could have? I mean, like I mean, in all honesty, in the two thousands, the most emo job a person could have was hot topic manager. Yeah, that just makes yeah. sense, especially uh, back then. Yeah, now I, I I don't know, huh? Hmm, boy, sad piercer. <laughs> just doing the sad piercings huh right yeah. uh, uh oh ooh person who specializes in dying hair at the hairstyle place okay that could mm-hmm. be i know a few hairstylists that are they're quite energetic and upbeat i don't that's know. true yeah yeah see yeah i I'm think gonna go the piercer. real like <laughs> the most emo jobs out there like you're probably thinking of somebody that does like i don't know fucking mortuary science and and oh, you know sure. yeah hot topic uh-huh. goth stuff and things like that i think the real saddest one is like sad boy whose mom is like a regional manager at the tcby <laughs> so that's where he gets a job <laughs> i just envisioned him immediately in the tcby costume with the exactly. beaver emo hair and a lip ring and a lip ring so sad obviously. at tcby is or especially if it was thing? like I, I think it maybe is. I saw one at an airport recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so what you I think want. they're they're shrinking. Before you get on an airplane, really fill yourself up with lactose and yogurt. 
Really? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> Not a thing, man. Country's best yogurt. But yeah, I think especially too, if it's like 2006 era, I think even beyond the lip ring, I think it's snake bites, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know? he's really trying to show her like, oh, you're going to make me work at TCBY? Well, I'm going to make people uncomfortable with my snake bites and my <laughs> uh, shirts for uh, Fallout Boy. I'm going to come back from my 30-minute uh, snack break with sprinkles trapped on my snake bites. Yeah. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> that would work. I'd is. fire that person. <laughs> Why do you or if it's a 2006. Yeah. Or if it's a 2006 chick, the, uh, what do they call it? The Madonna? The, like, oh, yeah, this kind of yeah. upper, upper cheek lip piercing? Yeah. yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be, the, like, mole type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think that's the most emo job. The one that makes you look the happiest, but you just hate it, you know? Yeah. No, that's pretty good. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, why did, uh, we'll talk about it. Why did they choose a hardware store for the emo kids? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But hey, I'm sure he probably listened to some emo bands. That's for fucking sure. Sure. Yeah. Huh? I, I, I heard a bunch of them. There were a whole lot back in the day. <laughs> you got any favorites from B in the D, dude? I don't. I'm not. I'm not uh, big on the emo. You might be surprised to find out. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to, to really say. I mean, but like. Okay, so I'll say what I was listening to that I know emo kids were also listening to, but it wasn't it wasn't like two thousands emo, uh, mm-hmm. things like uh, uh, television. Uh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like stuff like that was, was I'd say post punk stuff that really ended up becoming emo. I, I was into that. Uh, mm, okay. I can't think I of a lot of the emo bands at the time that I actually liked, though I remember hearing them a lot. Do right. I hold on? What's that one band? Fuck uh, that just recently broke up. Uh, Panic at the Disco. They were fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, the greatest emo band of all time was our never recorded, entirely conceptual band that we came <laughs> up with when we were in college together. Right. Stain Scars. Stain Scars. Uh huh. <laughs> that was the best band. Yeah, clearly. absolutely. We were gonna fucking. We were gonna rule the emo world. Yeah, <laughs> with our our hit single. I wish today was tomorrow. I wish today was tomorrow. <laughs> it's really good. Stain Scars that you gave me. <laughs> I remember as we were writing the lyrics to yeah. I Wish Today Was Tomorrow, you're like, I'm just going to go to the library and open a random book and point to a word, and that's what's going to be in the song next. And it was, I Wish My Heart Was a Gunship. <laughs> I Wish My Heart Was Which a Gunship. somehow ship. works. It somehow works a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly that's that's the best emo band, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Without a doubt, Stain Scars, number one forever. <laughs> I'm with you. I never really got into that stuff back in the day. Like whether it was the more yeah softer edge mainstream mm-hmm. stuff, like right. uh, yeah yeah Panic at the Disco, even some of the earlier Fallout Boy, I saw labeled as emo a lot. Right. Or like your your really whiny shit, your dashboard confessionals, right. uh-huh. or your more indie like Elliot Smith. Like dude, oh, okay. yeah. you don't get more emo than a guy that stabbed himself in the heart to twice, death. twice. He stabbed himself in the heart. That's insane. I mean, 
Yeah. He was out to prove something. Yeah, He's no, like, I, I'm the emo king. Ugh. I did forget Elliot Smith because I do listen to Elliot Smith. Uh, so Elliot Word. Smith. Yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. Um, I never really got into a lot of that stuff, but there is a band that I came across that is actually a fairly newer group. I think their first record came out maybe six or seven years ago. A uh, band from, I believe they're from Philadelphia called Nothing. Uh-huh. Dude, this fucking band. I don't know if I'd call them emo as much as I'd call them like sad boy rock. Like it's definitely got a lot in common with the uh, kind of era of like Smashing Pumpkins and stuff that I grew up with where it's like definitely mad, made by very sad boys, you uh-huh. know? Yes. And uh, the record of theirs that I really fell in love with, I think, has one of the most emo titles ever, and it's so fucking good. It's called Tired of Tomorrow. (laughs) So good, dude. (laughs) It's so good. But at the same time, it's like, man, even though it is like sad boy, kind of shoegazy, dream pop, post-rock kind of stuff... It's so goddamn good, man. Seriously, awesome. if you're listening to this, okay. man, go go on Spotify or whatever and look up the song Vertigo Flowers by Nothing. Okay. It kicks so much ass, man. Okay. It is so fucking good. So, yeah, maybe not exactly emo, but definitely sad boy stuff. And, yeah. And uh, that's where I'm at with that shit. <laughs> you Listen, Davey Stranger is down with sad boy shit. Oh, you know he is. Uh-huh. Yeah, the strange one himself, he's down with some sad boy fucking stuff for sure yeah davy stranger that's also a great very sad boy artist right there uh-huh check him out <laughs> yeah check out maybe uh crimson promises or she needs poetry over on his she Bandcamp page yes. davy stranger.bandcamp.com <laughs> check those tunes out you're gonna like what you hear y'all mm-hmm. you're gonna like it a lot you're gonna like it a whole lot uh-huh <laughs> now this movie here it's got some uh just fucking horrible Horrible aughts fashion in it, man. Yeah. Just some some terrible shit, man. And it it's does. funny because like as Kate and I were starting this movie, I can't remember which one of us like was, you know, remembering this tweet or something that one of us saw recently where it's like, you know, the sixties to the seventies to the eighties, like all these decades were so different, but it feels like since the turn of the millennium it's all kind of been the same. You say that until you like watch movies or look at photos from right. the early mid 2000s and you're like oh wait no this is yeah distinct. people people aren't <laughs> yeah. yeah wearing um velour track suits with juicy written on the ass no, or floppy yeah, you hats yeah or <laughs> you don't often see dudes wearing like three thick shirts anymore dude What's with the layering? Okay, this uh, is something that I really started picking up on when we started watching through uh, Supernatural. Like, Kate loves Supernatural, uh-huh, yeah. and I just started watching through it. And for one, it's a fucking blast, uh-huh. dude. It mm-hmm. is a really, really fun pop horror, you know, just watchable show. It's a lot of fun. Right. But, man, the layers on layers, dude. It was like the fucking parfait look. What was going <laughs> on? Was everybody trying to dress like lasagna? Yeah, what were they doing? Everybody was like, ooh, man, when I wake up in the morning and I think of my favorite dish and I put on clothes to try to capture that feeling. Do you think that at this point, like, there was some Taco Bell executive that's like, the kids these days, they're wearing all the layers. Maybe they want to eat seven layers. Yeah, wait, was this when Bernie Sanders was in charge of Taco <laughs> Bell? Head of Taco Bell. We need <laughs> to take down the 1% that's limiting the layers on the burritos. 
hands in the air. I'm doing the hands in the air right now. It's an yeah. audio format, but I mean, you can like, hear it you, around the mic. You're saying it. Seven layer, seven layer burrito for sure was a thing. The the Mexican pizza layers, layers. The cheesy gordita crunch layers. I'm just saying, layers. maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe there is some Might connection here. Yeah. What if we find out that like the owners of Taco Bell and the owners of The Gap were like the same person and he was like a he was one of those big layer of files, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> layer of files. <laughs> yeah. He he put up just stacks of women in his boudoir. That's the only way he could get off. Whenever right? then whenever there was that trend where people were trying to put on like more and more shirts, that guy was just getting off like crazy. Oh man, yeah, just jazzing, yep, yeah, for sure. That was but yeah, him. no, you're right because the yeah, no, the uh, we've been watching Psych and it it, it is a mid two thousands to mid two thousand ten show, and yeah, y- you can see a very distinct style that is not popular anymore, or at least some some of it is actually coming back um, in, in certain ways. You know, as emo and 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 scene. Uh, styles are kind of coming back a little bit so yeah (laughs) yeah i i really do hope we don't end up though with dudes in a thick white shirt with a thick ass polo on top of it and uh the the cargo shorts and the 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 leather cuff i i I just that can't happen again we can't have dude there were so many things that we did back then that like i remember wearing a t-shirt under a t-shirt mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd specifically choose like well i need to wear this white t-shirt over this colored t-shirt that right. would have the white collar sticking out but oh no if the white sleeve sticks out of the colored sleeve it looks really whack right yeah that's not cool <laughs> what was the matter with this back then dude like okay did you ever get much into the layering thing did you do some of that yourself back yeah, then? yeah I, I mean i i i had uh I had uh, since the '90s done the grunge thing of the long sleeve shirt under the the short sleeve T-shirt. Now that's a fashion move that I'll allow. I definitely did yeah. plenty of that back in the day, and yeah. still do that from time to time. Even better if it's a like a like a thermal shirt, like a long handle shirt with a T-shirt uh-huh. over it. That's grunge AF. <laughs> it is. It's true. So yeah, I, I did that. Um, I also yeah, I probably did some layering i i didn't really like i i would more wear a, a hoodie under a uh like a sport coat um <laughs> which is not also a good look it's very much 2000s <laughs> like it's hey, very man. much of that era earlier today in tennessee we were having that weird weather where it's like hey it's like 60 earlier but by the time you get home from your walk it's gonna be 40 you know what i mean Uh uh-huh yes so i had myself on a hoodie under a jean jacket which i still think looks cool yeah 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 you could pull it off i'm not quite a lasagna but i got a few layers yeah i would call i would call myself not a lasagna i was i was a cheesy gordita crunch for sure though Mm, i'm a parfait at best So the layers, man. Yeah. So yeah. that that definitely got a little bit out of hand, man. For me, I'll tell you, man. You know, you know, I like the ladies. That's true. But I never liked a lady wearing one of those fucking velour matching tracksuit deals. <laughs> always. Yeah, that was a always weird hate trend. That, that was oh. that was a very strange trend. Just it was just so a bad gross. time to be alive. 
It just wasn't yeah. good for anything. It, it really, like, you know, we, we had so much, like, propaganda and, like, torture porn and just all sorts of, like, ridiculous fashion choices well, and stuff. I just stuff. even Ugh. think about stuff where it's like, yeah, you had the internet, but it kind of sucked. And it it's did like, kind of yeah. suck, yeah. Uh-huh. You had, like, the advent of all kinds of new technology, like, oh, wow, flat screen TVs that look uh-huh. really bad and blurry. You won't want them. <laughs> uh, right. Fucking, yeah, uh, as we see a bunch of times in this, digital cameras that look like shit, but they're uh-huh. hella convenient. It's <laughs> like, true. Just all yeah. kinds of, like, new tech that was not really refined enough to be worth anything, but we still right. all had it and used it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shitty stuff back then. I will say MySpace was cool, though. And it should come back, and it should be the only social media. You know what? Yeah, yeah bring it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why not, right? And if you talk about politics on MySpace, everybody just rolls their eyes. They're just like, no, that, we're not doing right? that here. We're, we're <laughs> done. You, 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 you go spout your conservative shit somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that sounds great, uh, man. Now, this movie's got a whole bunch of asshole characters that die pretty hard but maybe they could have died harder <laughs> it's true i i hate frankie cheek so much and i was and i loved his death but i think it could have been worse it could have yeah. been a good bit worse yeah yeah i think you're probably right man are, are there any other like horror icons that you think of where you're just like man if only that character would have died more gruesomer yeah I mean, I did just recently think it about Terrifier 2. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish that would happen to Art the Clown, that he'd get a horrendously gruesome death. But He's a um, bit of a rotter, isn't he? He is. Who do you need to die a bit harder? Man, what's his name? The the one who was like the mastermind in the in the S cream, the one that wasn't Scooby-Doo? Oh, right. Uh, not, yeah, not... Uh, is fuck. that old Skeet Skeet? That? Yeah, Skeet Ulrich, whichever one he was. Not Stu, right? Because Stu is, is Matthew Lillard. Yeah, the that's Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, man. Yeah, it's he gets pretty easy. fucked up that he's yeah. like, you know, he masterminded this entire killing of all of his friends, but like also raped his girlfriend's mom before he killed her? Yeah. Real that's fucked really up. bad. He's a real, real piece of shit. And yeah, he doesn't. Definitely doesn't get it anywhere near as bad as you want him to. Yeah, I know. Like, he gets off kind of easy. and I mean, he gets, like, a couple of stab wounds, then he gets, like, you know, shot in the head, I guess. But still, man, he did some some real bad stuff, dude. He did. He's not a nice man. And you, you kind of want that. Like, I don't think we get that enough with horror villains where they actually get comeuppance. Yeah, and I guess true. that's because if they do, then you don't do sequels or whatever. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to to see more of that where, like, well, actually, here's Jason getting his ass kicked. <laughs> 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 Just fucking beating the shit out of Jason. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, one thing this movie pops up with a few times in there is like you know with with all these photographs and all these like oh there was this thing in the photo that showed that something bad was going to happen there's a conspiracy afoot see there's a shadow of a plane across this image of the twin towers (laughs) you know what that means conspiracy you have any favorite just like totally batshit insane conspiracy stuff you got a favorite yeah Mm. 
Uh, I think the lizard people is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> David Icke stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, like, a lot of the other ones are, like, you know, either credible or, like, so outrageous as to not not even be worth thinking about. But lizard people... Uh, I, I don't I don't believe in lizard people, but I believe it is someone's very interesting metaphor for the heartlessness and cruelty of politicians and the wealthy. Mm. Um, that they're they're cold blooded, basically. That they are in fact inhuman. Um, I, I think that's pretty true. I uh, don't know uh, about them being, you know, actual lizards from the center of the earth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that might fun. be a little bit it's of a fun. stretch. Yeah, it might be a little bit of a stretch. Hollow Earth also is a is a fun. Um, oh, that's a crazy one, dude. Yeah, yeah. fun conspiracy theory to me. It, and it's be, funny be because, cool. like, dude, the, the Hollow Earth thing. It's like, like most of these conspiracy theories, you follow it down the rabbit hole long enough. And mm-hmm. of course, as always, it somehow turns into "and the Jews are to blame." There is right <laughs> somehow all, that is wrapped up in the Hollow Earth thing. Almost no conspiracy theory that does not, at some point, hinge on anti-Semitism. <laughs> Dude, it is the weirdest fucking intersection. I know, but I it know. happens all the time with conspiracy it does. shit. Yeah. All the fucking it's crazy. time, man. You got a favorite conspiracy? Dude, how about this one that I just learned about today? Like, just okay. this morning, I saw, like, a, I don't know, whatever, a uh, an Instagram reel that pertained to this. And I was like, wait, what? Apparently, there is a fairly prevalent conspiracy theory out there that the real Avril Lavigne died <laughs> in the early <laughs> okay. 2000s and has been replaced by this imposter... Melissa, right. something or another, and we haven't had the real Avril Lavigne for years. Okay, <laughs> how about that one? Huh? And what? Like, <laughs> huh? And what does this explain? Has she done some like things that you know Avril wouldn't have done? Or <laughs> listen, dude, I know Avril, and this is so not her. I don't know, honestly. Like, I'm not really sure what is explainable by that but man some people out there sure do buy into it i mean it is something here's my question to those people why you gotta go and make things so complicated that's a good question Mm -hmm. that is a great question for the hashtag avril deniers out there What in the That's fuck? crazy. I didn't know that. That's that's insane. I did not yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Avril fans have got conspiracy theories. All right. About Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Check uh-huh. that one out sometime. All it right. makes tons of sense, man. Um, and, you know, lastly here for our, our Potpourri Palace, I want to talk about one theme that is central to the Final Destination franchise, which is, of course, horrible, horrible music, dude. Yeah, Um, (laughs) it seems like all three of these movies that we've done so far have involved Uh crimes against music at some point or another. (laughs) This movie ends with a cover of Love Train. Yeah, and I didn't even (laughs) recognize it as Love Train until it got to the chorus. It was just so like it's so like drudgy and unfun. Yeah. Yeah. Man, no, it's bad. It. 
It's yeah. really, really bad, but I think yeah. I've heard worst covers out there, man. You got a worst oh, sure. cover that comes to mind for you? Uh, yeah, when all those celebrities sang Imagine at the beginning <laughs> of the pandemic. That's Why did the that worst happen? cover of all time. What the fuck? Why did that happen? <laughs> it's so what? weird. It's so weird. Like, it feels like they... an SNL sketch. Like, it this is does. an unaired SNL sketch, right? Yeah. And and the thing is, like, the idea, the very idea that we were all sitting in our homes thinking, "Fuck, like, what is Chris Pratt uh, doing?" You know, to get through this. And <laughs> how's 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 Kristen Wiig right now? I really got to find out. Like, there's not bigger shit going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that for? I Who don't was know, that dude. for? Like, I don't know. I am dying to know, like, who put this together? Like, it's one thing just to be like, why are they doing this? Why, how did mm-hmm. they get all these people involved? Who was the person that was sitting there during the middle of the fucking pandemic when, like, hundreds of thousands of people are dying, and they're like, you know what would make things a little better for everybody <laughs> right now? Bunch of rich-ass celebrities singing Imagine by John Lennon. <laughs> to no tune. No tune no. whatsoever. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, no, like, so many of them are off-tune completely. Like, This'll help. Oh, Who this'll is this help. for? What I is this for? Know. Yeah. So that, to me, is one of the absolute worst of all time. Oh, How about man. you? I've got a couple. Um, I, I have expressed... On this show, over the years that we've done it, so much love for the first two Weezer albums. Right. Mm-hmm. Blue Album, Pinkerton, of course. Um, some mm-hmm. of my favorite music that's ever been created by humans. Right. Uh, but these days, I I do kind of think they should be tried for crimes against music for their cover of, of Africa by Toto, which just makes <laughs> no sense. Have you listened to this? I remember everybody was outraged about it, and I remember listening to it and be like, eh. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's not horrible. Good. Like, yeah. here's the thing. Like, why do it almost note for note exactly like the original when the original exists already and it's right. perfect? Yeah. Other than just to be like, it's ironic. We're Weezer. Africa. Yeah, but what's the irony? I Like, that's what I didn't get. Like, it almost just seemed like, like, a band being like i like this song by toto here's here's this song by toto as if we were a cover band only i'm doing it because i'm important enough to do that i don't Uh. i don't know i don't know why what the idea was behind it it would have been more interesting for them to put some weezer to it right like put a little weezer on the thing man sure man (laughs) wheeze on it a little wheeze on a little i think that uh (laughs) That fucking ghost cover of Enter Sandman is is just horrible. And you I know, it, again, Ghost is a band like I I love their first couple albums. I I do not like their newest album whatsoever. But man, mm. they did this uh, this cover of Enter Sandman for this like Metallica record. That's like just a cover record of different artists doing Metallica songs. And right, it is so fucking lame, dude. It is so lame. I I can't stand by it at all. But. I think most of these pale in comparison to Lenny Kravitz doing American Woman <laughs> by the Guess Who. It's so bad, dude. I remember this. I remember it playing on the radio and on, on TV a lot. I, d- it's I don't bad. care about the original at all. 
I don't so, like his thing. cover, though. So I, I get what you're saying. The original has the fucking super cool fuzz guitar riff at the first. Do do right. do 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 do. It's really cool. So uh-huh. of course the cover doesn't have that. Cut that uh-huh. part out. It's true. Uh huh. And then it has this dumb dickhead key change for the solo section that makes no sense. Listen, if you want some real entertainment <laughs> in your life. There is this YouTuber that I have become fucking addicted to. I worship this guy. His name is Pat Finnerty. He has a series called What Makes This Song Stink. Dude, this guy's stuff is gold. It is comic fucking gold. Like, you don't have to be a guitar player or whatever to get into it. Like, just watch his shit. It is so fucking funny. If you're into kind of the music YouTube thing, you'll like it even more because there's so okay. many inside jokes pertaining to all that kind of stuff. Um, but he has a video where it's like the, the the Super Bowl of worst Lenny Kravitz songs, and it's like this play-by-play <laughs> announcement of like offenses that both so- songs have created. It's like American Woman and um, Fly Away, which is a okay. horribly annoying song. And it's those two songs in competition for like, the worst Lenny Kravitz song. Um, it is a fucking delight. You got to watch that shit. But yeah, his, his cover of American Woman is insufferable. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, uh, I have not listened to a lot of Lenny Kravitz, I guess. I have heard that. I have heard that. And I know it's bad. I also agree it is bad. It's kind of kind of lost all of the soul of the original in a lot of ways. But I also, yeah, again, I don't care much about the original. But, yeah, I just don't know Lenny Kravitz that well. Eh, I know he's a guitar guy, right? He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. He make a guitar sound good. He's not, like, amazing or anything. Oh, okay. Um, He's all right. Okay. You know, handsome, very handsome, and makes very handsome children. I know that to be true, yeah. Uh, Spawn some nice-looking youngins. uh, It's true. (laughs) That sounds weird when I say that, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) Yeah. You They're grown be, ups now. You gotta be a little bit older for you to be able to say that. Like you gotta they, uh, have you gotta have you enough know. gray hair. Like there's like enough gray that at a certain point when you say you spawn some good looking youngins that people it's go true. thank you instead of like uh, all right I'm just gonna keep my children away from you. <laughs> I'm talking about Zoe Kravitz who is uh-huh, a yeah. full grown adult. That's true. She is. She is absolutely That's who a full grown adult. I'm talking about right. Not a child. No, not at all. <laughs> he makes good-looking adults. That's what I should have said. That Which sounds good. weird, too. I don't it know. It sounds even weirder somehow. Like he you created an adult directly somehow. Uh, I'm not winning this one. Let's just move on. Yeah, Fuck. let's move on past this one. Yeah. So there's a preview potpourri of topics pertaining to uh, Final Destination 3. There we go. Right there. We did it. Uh-huh. Deal with it. And one thing that you guys don't know that has been happening this entire time is that this very podcast itself has been Final Destinationing it itself. It's been cursed. Over and over. Yeah. <laughs> the the track has stopped recording twice. Seriously, at one point, it Logic just opened up a bunch of different windows and a bunch of different settings out of nowhere. I don't know what the fuck happened if, like... <laughs> Something like an invisible thing fell on my keyboard or whatever. I don't know, but it was. Do you think crazy. an elaborate Rube Goldberg device happened in your home where 
Um, you know, like the the sink was trickling a little bit, right. and that dripped off of a spoon, which bounced right. onto a heater, which short circuited mm-hmm. the outlet, which yeah, traveled up to your keyboard and shut down your session or something. I think it's interesting that death is not trying to kill me, though. It's just trying to stop the podcast. Yeah, it has to like, be stopped, man. <laughs> I'm glad that death is worried about us. That's good. I like to hear that. It's kind of flattering. Honestly. It is. It is. Yeah. So it, that like really when is. you you finally do come to that moment of dying, he's gonna be like, uh, "Is it cool if I take you, or like, is this gonna be all right? Are you busy? I mean, I've been watching you for a while. Back. You know. <laughs> Again, it is a little. It is a little flattering that it your is. podcast is so important that death itself is trying to stop it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm a little fluffed up by that, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are, persevering. We're dodging the bullet and uh, continuing on so we can talk about Final Destination 3. This was the first time that I had watched this movie. I remember you oh, in the okay. past, um, uh-huh. as we had done Final Destination 1 and 2 on the show, saying that this was like the best of the series and that you thought this so. was kind of okay, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that three Final Destination 3 is a solid horror movie. Uh, with a dumb premise, I think the Final Destination movies just have a dumb premise. Yes. And uh, that is that, that death uh, likes to fuck with people. And <laughs> uh, it's like, what's the point, though? Like, uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Final Destination yeah. 3. Here's the thing. I think if you're death and you've been killing, like, billions of people over, you know, millennia... It's got to get pretty boring where you're just like, you know what? That's oh, a good point. Heart yeah, attack, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. aneurysm, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because like, I was I, watching this movie going like, man, why does death go through the effort of setting up these crazy, elaborate Rube Goldberg yeah, killing why? devices uh-huh. to kill these kids? Where like, it might work, it might not. I don't know. Let's play it out and see what happens. Like, if I was death, I would just be like, heart attack, death, like whatever. <laughs> it's over. Real bad um, chlamydia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Ingrown toenail to death. Whatever. <laughs> But, you know, I think he's just trying to keep the job interesting for himself. I'm, try- I'm Man, thinking he's just that, trying to keep himself entertained. That actually, yeah, that that is interesting. And I, and I think that's probably right. Though, I did have a theory about... Because we're just assuming it's death because that's what the characters are assuming. Because yeah, they were told true. by Tony Todd one time. Um, mm, yeah. And... Here's what I think. Final Destination 6, they reveal, actually, it's not death. It's the vengeful spirit of Rube Goldberg. Holy shit. I love this. And then it all makes sense. Then it all makes sense. Oh, that's why he does this. Because it's like fun to him. He thinks it's funny. And he's that guy who did all these weird contraptions that do exactly what these deaths are in in in, in most of, i mean there are some of the deaths in final like final destination one that one chick just steps into the road and gets hit by a bus like sure there's no there's no rube goldberg mechanic to that but in this one every death is some sort of elaborate like several step process leading to the death and i actually love that about it and would love to discover it is the vengeful spirit of rube goldberg murdering teens 
Dude, now I think I have to like look up a Wikipedia article about Rube Goldberg later and find out how the guy died. Like, I wonder if it was something really simple and it happened. And like his mm-hmm. final words was like, "This is it, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so lame, <laughs> lame, weak, dude." I have to assume, knowing the type of fella he is, uh, that he sought, you know, pleasures unknowable to the average man oh and wow. found that uh that demo box with them he did the in it. configuration yeah mm-hmm. that's yep. right so that that's probably why all this is happening <laughs> you might be honest anyway. there i love that that's a fucking great idea that the invisible hand that was guiding all these ridiculously complicated uh, demises of these teenagers mm-hmm. was the vengeful spirit of one Ruth Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, it's I great. fucking it's great love idea. that dude. Mm-hmm. I wonder what what they did that made him so mad. Just enjoying life without like making contraptions. Probably he's yeah. just mad because nobody's making Rube Goldberg devices anymore. He's like, be. I yeah. invented them, and you guys are like, you know, not doing anything with it. So. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it from the beyond the grave. <laughs> When's the first time you saw this movie? Um, well, I think it was um probably in like 2010 or 11. I know they had been out for a while. The the Final Destination movies. Uh, I think though that I watched this one in particular just because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in it and she's pretty. And I yeah. was like, oh, I'll watch this. And then I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Um, and in comparison to all my feelings about all the other Final Destination movies, like this one is one that I can sit down and watch. And I find it absurd. There's so many things that I'm going to talk about throughout this and laugh about and make fun of. I find it absurd, but it's extremely watchable and the kills are cool and uh, a lot of attractive people in it. So, you know, I'll I'll agree with that. Like the the first movie had a lot of that millennial horror just dumb bullshit in it. Yeah. The second mm-hmm. movie, I remember when we watched that one, it was it was so annoying because it was a bunch of unlikable characters being like, "What could be happening? What's going yeah, on? I have a theory." The whole time. Uh-huh. The yeah, the entire cool. movie. They're the okay, kills yeah. in the second one are, are pretty cool. I, I mean, the opening is the is, opening is, is great, iconic, yeah. 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 Totally but yeah. Agree. This, this one is probably the most like streamlined there's not a ton of like why is this happening there you know you get kevin delivering the exposition like look i looked this up on the internet this is what's going on and then yeah. she's like okay well also here's the added wrinkle of i took these pictures and they seem to be predicting the deaths uh that doesn't really play in at all honestly like it doesn't change anything (laughs) honestly it seems like it makes the things happen but kind of that's part of death's joke i guess death is a bitch death is like a real shithead and he thinks he's pranking people i guess and uh to him it's real funny to like pick one person when you're about to kill a big group pick one person tell them you're about to kill the big group and uh then when they like don't you know stay on the thing the plane the car whatever uh then you torture them for even longer as you slowly kill off their friends it seems like that's what you do huh yeah and it it, 
it doesn't make a lot of sense except well i guess death is a real shithead <laughs> death just sucks <laughs> death is an asshole and he's bored yeah. like you said and he wants something to do so he just fucks with these kids he's um, got to spice it up man he's got to spice it up but yeah you're right this movie really does streamline everything that you kind of want out of out of this series like honestly if i went to a to a mall in 2006 and maybe i bought a t-shirt from Paxson or hot topic and then i had a a cinnabon perhaps or a sabaro pizza slice and then right. i watched this movie i would probably leave 90 minutes later being like huh, those kids got fucking murdered that's pretty cool it's kind it kind of cool. works yeah. for that Mm-mm. thing it does yeah and that's yeah so it, it's uh, to me it is exactly what the Final Destination movies are meant to be, um, and, and I think four and five afterward kind of try to mimic it, but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe part of the balance is the these movies were making them a lot of money, and I feel like maybe going into this, a lot of the people knew they were doing something very absurd. And the money people didn't, so they provided more of a budget than they would for the next two sequels. And so yeah. the bigger budget means you get better acting and and some better looking kills. Uh, and even though they're still they are using some CGI in this, it's you know four and five use a lot more. Five especially feels like a CGI fest, even though it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, I, I think this one though is, is probably like the best example of a Final Destination movie, and you can just watch it on its own. You don't have to have seen the other ones really because they don't affect anything that happens. No, huh? And also too, at the end of the day, there is zero progression to the world building to the lore yeah. of no. anything that has to do with this franchise. Like I haven't seen four and five, but. I can't imagine that they're anything more than part one again. Like some kids escape kind death, of, yeah. and then death mm-hmm. is gonna get its reward on them and fucking kill them later. Like that's kind yeah. of all that this shit is, right? Yep. It's not like you can beat the bad guy. Like there is no bad guy in this series. It, it is this no. invisible. There's no one you could possibly like figure out and, yeah. and defeat. You just yeah. you're gonna lose. And that's that's it. Like that's the entire that's it. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I remember saying on on the part two episode that like what a what a brilliant cash cow device this is when you don't have a Robert England that you yeah you don't have to pay anybody yeah <laughs> yeah you don't have to pay anybody and they're not going to be demanding a higher paycheck with every movie that they do because no. the last movie made even more movie it's like no the bad guy is invisible in this has no voice has no character has right. no licensing potential for action figures or merchandise or what the fuck ever it's just it's death that's it that's it yeah (laughs) so i mean yeah as far as like efficiency for a horror movie goes and 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 really nailing what they set out to do this movie does it man it's efficient it's a 90 minute film it's got a a bunch of good deaths in it um it's definitely like builds up the tension because you got the Rube Goldberg devices going on, so you're not sure what thing is going to be the thing. Um, but it, it it also, like, each each time is, like, fun and interesting. You know, you get the, 
the tanning bed death, which I think is is the best death in any of the Final Destination movies. So brutal. It's so, so good. brutal. Insane. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's like too because they seem like nice girls. Like they didn't do anything wrong to deserve that. They just were a little bit vapid. Like whatever. Um, I gotta say though, you know, even though they don't seem that bad, yeah. they are. I think a tad insensitive to be relishing and listening to love roller coaster so soon after the friends died on a roller coaster <laughs> that is a good point that's weird i didn't really think about that that is odd as fuck i would think huh. that that song would come on and in their tanning beds they would both separately start crying and be like hate roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah the the deaths are are so good like it man it it really does it feels like it feels like a real good fast food burger this movie yes yeah like, it is yeah you know the the ceiling is never 10 like you're never getting a fucking absolute 10 out of out of a fast food burger but you get a goddamn good burger and this is fucking this is a damn good horror movie but it also is absurd and silly and sucks the melodrama element like the first two tried to include some bits of humor, it felt like. This, I guess if you think Frankie Cheeks is funny, that would be the humor. But I just find him, like, reprehensible. So, like, I don't yeah. feel like there's much of an attempt at humor at all. Here's the thing. In this movie, I feel like all of the humor lies in the, the God's eye lens of the directorial style and the editing. Right. Like, I, yes. I don't feel like... Any of the characters, anything that they're doing is supposed to be humorous to us. If anything, no. all their melodrama and squirming around in the hands of death that's going to get them right. all is just made all the sillier by some of those you know directorial and, and editing choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is maybe even funnier. It makes it just seem it like is. you know yeah. that, that un, un, unseen hand of fate is the funny thing. Like, dude, that that scene in this where. After the tanning bed death, you have the the two smoldering tanning beds, and then the quick uh, edit snap onto the two coffins. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's, it's that's it's, so fucking good. It is. It looks great. They he uh, there's a couple of split diopter shots. Yeah. Um. There, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here where the the visual style is doing humor, and so some of the humor, of course, being. The Rube Goldberg devices, us seeing the things that make the thing happen and not knowing what the result is going to be each time. Like the drive through death, it's like, oh shit, is it going to be one of these two? Oh no, actually Frankie Cheeks is in front of them and he gets killed, which I kind of, I, I, this is one of my complaints is that they should have shown us that that was Frankie Cheeks. Like keeping it mysterious is almost like we're supposed to feel bad about it. That was weird to me too, right? It's like he's in front of them in the drive-thru line, and especially like all these kids are in high school and shit. Like they all know what car all these other people drive. They'd be like, oh, that's Frankie. Yeah, like it's weird. That was weird to me. But like the way that that's played up where you're like, you don't know what what the thing is that's going to kill whoever you don't know who's going to die the final like result you couldn't have predicted so it's like a big sort of shock and surprise and then it's also cool because it's the fan of a motor going through the back of someone's head like (laughs) i think that's like a just real good like 
set up punchline type of thing where it's like it really catches you off guard it's not what you would have expected from the setup mm-hmm. yeah yeah but like i said i think a lot of that humor just kind of comes from what we're shown as viewers like even after yeah. is it the scene where where ian dies when he's like smashed and like part of his severed body is like still flipping the bird at the camera <laughs> yeah it's like the humor uh-huh. is for our eyes only it's like nothing is is happening in the scene but what it's showing us the viewer is Uh kind of fun and funny and it kind of lets me know that the the directoral uh team and everybody you know that's in charge of making the movie knew that and uh you know we're we're out to entertain us the viewers that were watching this yeah yeah and 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 it works too because like you know whenever uh we got uh, uh texas battle Texas <laughs> Battle, actual Texas name. Battle, yeah. Texas so, Battle, dude. I'm telling you, that sounds like one of those names that, if there was like an alien that that landed on Earth that had done a vague amount of yeah, research and was like, right. "I'm going to blend in as a humanoid in America," I shall I choose am the name Texas Battle. Texas Battle. <laughs> <laughs> like that's definitely an alien name, right? It is, yeah, but uh, yeah. So L- Louis Romero, the the football player guy, uh, when he's you know using that, I I don't know what this machine. What is that is. machine? What what okay, is that fucking so thing? It, it looks like it it is some crossover of a of a of a lat pullover and, and a straight arm push down, but you're seated, so it kind of wouldn't be as beneficial. It, but why you would need a machine that large to do that when you can do either of those things without a machine? I, I, it doesn't make sense. But like the way it's played up, that whole scene is like, it's like she's noticing all the possible things in in this weight room that could kill him. It's and it's such so a funny. stress fest, dude. It, yeah, it's really it's good. So the setup things. of that scene, like everybody's all broed out and jocked yeah. up and working out, and there's that like. Yeah, that water fountain that sprays water too far, and that person puts that stereo on that precarious uh-huh. ledge and plugs it into yeah. the outlet, and the, there's the shaking scimitar swords hanging You're on the right. wall. Like, like so much stress. Everything could kill him. <laughs> it's good, man. It's yeah. really good. Um, and his, his death is, again, one of those, like, you wouldn't have predicted that was the thing that was going to do it, and it's a surprise. And it's it, it like, gets a... It gets a laugh out of me every time that it happens. It's really funny to me the way that it just, it's so surprising and not what you expected in that moment. So, yeah, like they did a smart job, I think, with like making the tone visual humor and, and God's eye humor where we get it. We get it's funny, but nobody in the movie is finding any humor in any of this. Nothing is funny to them. I did find it very funny, and Kate pointed this out, that, like, whenever... I guess it's Wendy and, and, and Kevin are there to, like, witness that, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, the scene cuts from dude getting his head smashed like a fucking watermelon at a Gallagher show under that, <laughs> that weight machine. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to them leaving the campus, and they're wearing, like sweatshirts that are like merch from that campus like they stopped on at the gift shop on the way out (laughs) Kate noticed that she's like wait what are they doing they're wearing like merch from the school (laughs) do they want to commemorate the event what the fuck is going on does it show does like does it show them after his head gets smashed does do they get like gallagher with blood and they had to go buy new clothes 
maybe. I mean, that happens in pretty much every scene. Like, there's right. rarely a scene in this movie where someone isn't sprayed with the blood of one of their friends. So, yeah. <laughs> but just the edit doesn't show them, like, oh, here's some clothes you can take with you. It's just like, well, we stopped by the gift store on the way out and got some cool merchandise from the college. <laughs> right. So stupid, um, man. I, I, uh, of course the the goths working at the hardware store. The the nail gun death. My favorite is again such a surprise. You don't know what's coming because all the shit is falling. Like you know these like uh, wooden stakes and then big fucking plywood boards and shit are falling down. You're like, oh, what's it gonna be? Oh, it's the goth, the cute goth girl falling back, or goth, emo girl falling backwards and getting nail gunned through the skull. Uh, I could not so figure brutal. out what the fuck was going to happen there because, like, yeah. there's this whole long scene where it's setting up where it's like, uh, there's a couple of forklifts, there's some like tubes of glue, there's, there's some chains, yeah. there's a yeah. saw. Like, there's so many moving parts to this. And then, like, at the end of the day, it's like, well, she kind of trips and gets nail gunned through the back of the head. Dude, she puts her hands up to her face, and the nails go through her head and her yeah. hands. I it mean, is punishing. Since since uh, since last uh, week, we had Nope, and I talked about how the nickel would not go through the eye. Uh, a little bit more Mythbusters information. One, nail guns don't work like that. You can't fire them. You can't just right. fire them at stuff. Right. Yes. Uh, two, yeah, it has to have the pressure against the little trigger thing. Right. right. So, uh, two, if you could, they don't fire straight because uh, they're not bullets. Uh, three, the, the nails don't go into her skull. They go through her skull and out the other side. Yeah. This nail gun is not for building shit. This is a murder <laughs> weapon that my yeah, totally. boyfriend has made on his own time, I think. Or that his boss has made so he can fucking shoot pigeons in the lawn and garden yeah, department. Like, come on, Animal man. murder is part of your job, dude? For well, minimum wage? Ta- come on. This town in general mistreats animals because they also had a fucking horse at a fireworks show. Like... <laughs> Who the fuck what? does that? Come on. That would be the dumbest horse owner of all time. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, that that nail gun death is so good. The crane falling on Ian later is so good. Like I, I really like every one of the the death seems to get like an involuntary like ha out of me. Like the the flag just going through that one girl out of nowhere like she slowly falls over it dude the amount of times that something happened and i was like oh shit like literally out loud Uh saying oh shit man even Uh the uh you know the roller coaster intro that we get there with her premonition where all of uh all of her friends and shit die on that roller coaster man whenever dude like hits that beam and gets ripped in half and it's just his torso and guts in the seat Uh, it looks really good man and especially considering this is 2006 and a lot of these effects are cg man mm-hmm. it still looks pretty fucking good i, I feel think, like every time yeah. they use the cg stuff was like in motion like on a roller coaster right. so yeah, everything they was did it kind of blurred anyway uh-huh. mm-hmm. so it yeah. really it worked pretty fucking well to me it does yeah i agree i yeah i didn't at any point look at anything and go like oh fucking cg shit even yeah. though it's it's made 2000 cg they just smartly used it instead of you know focusing on it so i i yeah i i really do think that the 
you know, if every Final Destination movie was like this, I would love the Final Destination franchise. Because uh, it, it really does just have everything streamlined. It has a great pace. Those deaths are happening with, like, enough time in between to, like, get relaxed again and not expect what's coming next. And then, like, you're you're trying to figure out what the thing's going to be. And each time, yeah, you're not figuring it out. You're always going to be kind of surprised. It's it's great. Just, just yeah. a fun time. Yeah. I agree. And like you said, the pacing of all that stuff is pretty good, too, where it does yeah. feel like there is kind of a rhythm to, like, every... 10 or 15 minutes in the movie, there's another yeah. kill. I think there's almost like fucking 30 kills in this movie by the time you it's, count all the people that like died on the subway. Some yeah. of which I think just spontaneously combusted, right? <laughs> like some of yeah, them just I'm blew up. I'm pretty sure like in the, in the train later, like her sister just turns into a cloud of, of blood out of nowhere. <laughs> like I don't know what happens. She's just like... <laughs> gone her, her sister who is the most 25 year old 11 year old in movie <laughs> history <laughs> i swear they must have written her as like a 10 or 11 year old and then they were like oh fuck how do we get her to the subway later oh will she drive her dad's car well she's 10 asshole oh <laughs> uh make her 16 but like don't change anything else i guess what? I guess that's the solution I of guess how you get work. there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she does that. That sister character does read like a classic eighties mm-hmm. movie bratty sis character, but yeah, she, she's like not at all, and she's yeah. also damn near Mary Elizabeth Winstead's twin. Like they look so much yeah. alike that they really yeah. could be sisters. Yeah, Amanda Crew looks very much like her, and like I think this is like an early role for her, and I, I, I don't. I don't know if they gave her more than one take with some of these lines because like, right? <laughs> she, she, um, she says at one point she, when she comes in and like sees that her bracelet is missing from her bathroom, she comes in, finds the bracelet and she goes, this is my, my good guy luck bracelet that grandma made, gave me in her will. <laughs> this is my yeah my good guy luck bra- what is a good guy luck bracelet i don't know i don't know what that is i it's it was such a terrible delivery and i was just like oh they probably like could have just done another take like because uh, she, she said my good guy luck like that's not a thing she says ever again so obviously she was like stumbling over her words and then, like later, uh, there's a scene where Frankie Cheeks, the, the actor playing Frankie, he stumbles over his words a little bit, and it's like, well, <laughs> just do another take. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. I, these Dude, aren't there's huge a scene complaints. at the first two where Kevin and Jay, who are uh-huh. uh, they're basically the same person anyway. Yes, one hundred percent, the exact same person. Yeah, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but like they go for a fist bump and they miss. <laughs> like twice in a row and they left it in the movie <laughs> like i don't yeah. know if that was on purpose or not exactly i'm not sure uh yeah i i just don't think they did a lot of second takes maybe and uh you know honestly who cares like exactly. and honestly the movie yeah. wouldn't be better if it did it have take two it it wouldn't that's what i was gonna say Th- these are minor complaints because it wouldn't change the quality of the movie like no. if if those things were different the movie is not suddenly like hereditary level movie it's, it's right. like still <laughs> a final destination sequel 
Yeah, it is like complaining that like your your fucking Big Mac had a few too few shreds of iceberg lettuce on it. Right. It's like, well, I wanted a little more iceberg. Why? Yeah, how Why? much of a difference would it have really made? I feel like James really. Wan and them knew knew that with this movie. I mean, James Wan is obviously not a fucking what? idiot or anything. James Wong, you got you Wong. can't yeah, you yeah. can't mix them up. Yeah, James, James Wan, right. of course, our our conjuring malignant director slash uh, Fast and Furious stuff. But yeah, James Wong, he directed the first Final Destination, which I don't like, but I think he learned from from like directing that what were the moments that were good. And that was the Rube Goldberg moments that were kind of jokey. So like I think I think coming back into the series after one and then two which, you know, as we said, spend so much time trying to like nail down the exposition that yeah, it's just establish like, well, mythology, right. which this does not yeah. fucking need. Yeah. So he was able to streamline like, okay, here's what here's what I learned from directing the first and here's what we learned from people's reaction to the second one. Let's just make this, like get the exposition out quick, get to the kills, pace it up, good kills. That's what people want. Um and, and this nails it. So I, I'm I don't have a ton of complaints, but there's just so many things that I found absurd. Yeah, I, <laughs> just no like the the fact that they try to shoe in this theme of like control of like losing control and not Dude. being in control, like which I like on paper, where you know in a movie yeah. where you're trying to escape death, this thing that can come for you at any time, no matter how young you are or how successful you are, or whatever. It's like it's gonna right. come for all of us. I do like exploring this idea of a person trying to be in control, except that all that we get is like Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, Wendy, is like, oh, you know me. I'm such a control freak. Right. I'm not gonna do anything that shows that I am other than say repeatedly that I am one. Right. Therefore I it is true and I am one because I said it. Yeah, so you you heard the words and therefore it is true. I, I don't see I her like, doing anything control freakish at all in the movie. Yeah, not really. Yeah, because like I guess you could say her trying to divine something from the pictures. <laughs> oh the pictures. Of, yeah, which I mean, they don't mean anything. It seems like they mean <laughs> no. for like like it seems like death gave them to her uh, just to fuck with her, so that she'll go and cause people to die. Uh, I but, guess like, she she is trying to divine something from the pictures, but I, which I guess might be some commentary on like trying to find control and like horoscopes and tarot cards or whatever you know we had that opening tarot card bit which i was like i don't know what this is about this is just like a yeah. carnival right? yeah do they have tarot card talk more about that carnival <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway but yeah that's like the only sort of thing there's really nothing about it that indicates to me that anyone is a control freak really except her saying that she is uh and and that part in the drive-through death where she's looking at the screen and the word control disappears. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what? <laughs> so stupid, oh, man. It's so dumb, yeah. Yeah, her with those photos, I could not figure that stuff out because they, they use this device all through the whole movie where she had taken these photos at the carnival at the start of the movie that were supposed uh-huh. to you know, uh, be premonitions of all of her friends' deaths and all this. And uh-huh. she'll show these photos to somebody, be like, "Look, look at, look what 
is in the picture. I took it, and you see what it is. And then the person's like, yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the photo being like, what am I fucking supposed to be seeing here? <laughs> right. These are just pictures of people. Um, I think it's interesting, too, because like when she takes pictures, the sound that it makes is like Genie from Aladdin like granting a wish or something. Really? I didn't notice that. Sound. Yeah. And and then the pictures, like, you know, she's they needed to set up in the exposition that I guess in in some past pictures have predicted people's deaths. See, here's a line through the top of Abraham Lincoln's hair. You know where he was shot? The top of his hair? He was shot uh, in the hair. That's how he died. <laughs> And here, here's a, a, a shot that would have been impossible to catch on just an average day. A shadow of a plane on the Twin Towers. Do you know how rare it is for a plane to come between the sun and a building, Steve? <laughs> and it's so... That impossible. Is so like, it's so too soon, too, for this shitty little movie to be like... 9-11 right there like are like five years three or before. four 9-11 references right <laughs> so weird it's and really then the weird third, the third thing she shows is a picture of the wreck from the second one with 180 on the sign there and i'm like what does that prove though what because the flight had already crashed and these people have already crashed this picture then is not a warning of anything well, it's just a yeah, picture of true. people who crashed. Like, it, it's a warning after it happened. <laughs> hmm. Death was like, oh, fucking see what I did there? Just That's just a that victory coming. lap is what that is, you know? <laughs> 180, you know what I mean, bro? Right? <laughs> you remember that? That was me. Yeah, this Death is a petty, petty gloating bitch, I guess. <laughs> death really is a bitch. And, but the picture's also, yeah, as you said, like, some of them clearly just don't mean anything because they're no. looking at the one where Frankie Cheeks is is climbing that ladder or whatever, and it, it is not related to his death at all. So well, I don't get it. Like, And she also, the picture she took just says she she's just wearing her school shirt and it's she's just like oh right that emo guy who i walked by earlier and he said it's so lame that my name is the same as uh, my schools it's like the dumbest exposition throwaway line ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then she sees her school's name on her shirt and she's like that guy's gonna kill me what dude I know. Well, I mean, it's honestly so much like people that I've met in real life that, like, something happens during their day and they're like, oh, my God, I read on my horoscope today yeah. that something good or bad could happen. And look. And it did. It did. <laughs> so accurate. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, like, the the the... I think the photographs are are really like supposed to be just showing how she is reaching so hard and trying oh, she to reaching. Yeah, and trying to like stop this. And that's I guess her control freakness, but I, I think it's weird to call someone a control freak because they don't want to die. That's <laughs> Jeez, that's loosen the, up, bitch. Right? <laughs> I think probably the most human thing there is not wanting to die. 
That's true. Uh, That's yeah. true. And of course, she's got to save the lives of her friends who are, you know, sexually harassing people <laughs> all around by taking yeah. upskirt photos and doing yeah. disgusting, horrible things that were kind yeah. of common during this era. They were. I mean, he does feel bad later, I feel like, doesn't he? Or was it was it her boyfriend who took that picture? Or was that I, I thought they were it was all scuzz buckets? I don't I don't remember right. honestly. I'm pretty sure it was Kevin. And when she shows him that picture later, he's kind of disgusted with himself. But then, like I, I don't know what that is meant to to indicate. Um, but yeah, yeah, him and Frankie Cheeks, and then like I don't know, even like her treatment of the the of Ashley and Ashlyn, like they they are trying to be nice to her. And she's just like immediately crumples up that phone number. Like, of course, I'm not going to call you ever. It's like, well, why? They're being, they're being, I mean, I know you don't want to go tanning with them. That's fine. They're, uh, they're trying to include you because they're worried about you. They're nice. Uh, yeah, and, honestly. And I, yeah. Yeah. And I just honestly, from the 2000s, remember that people were just meaner it felt like right like people just were meaner overall i don't know uh, dude I, I mean i wonder if we were high school seniors right now if we would right. say the same thing i mean it might just right. be because we're we're all older and wiser now like right. maybe if we were you know younger and dumber maybe we would be like wow people are so much meaner now back then yeah. people just wanted to take bodacious booby pictures <laughs> that's it <laughs> And we do get some boobs in this, which is an improvement for the the Final Destination series. I mean, that's true. I am always happy when we get nudity in a movie, um, and and the the scene itself is like it does such a great job too because it's like, well, here's your nudity, but then it's like you're gonna regret this. You're gonna regret, <laughs> yeah. Like in a bit, the, the, their skin is gonna be bubbling off of them, and you're gonna regret you're getting to see boobies moment uh and that actually like started playing with my mind where i was like wait a second because like sometimes it is true in especially in slashers where you get nudity and it's almost like the movie has to punish a woman for having been nude so she has to die Mm -hmm. but in this it's like it's punishing the audience for you know staring at the boobies it's like mm-hmm. oh okay like here, here are boobs now here are boobs that are like melting off of the body here are boobs <laughs> on fire still interested <laughs> <laughs> that scene dude it just goes and goes like it, it does it's, yeah. it's playing on so many things where it's like there's the the claustrophobia of being stuck in the tanning bed there's the the heat element then there's the being on fire trapped yeah. in a tube element like it's just fear upon fear it's and again yeah. wholly unrealistic i mean obviously no fucking tanning bed that i'm aware of could ever get that hot no but. i don't think the the uh light bulbs in most tanning beds can be uh turned into flamethrowers <laughs> are you sure i think that's you need a fuel source for a flamethrower <laughs> let's just say hypothetically that tanning beds could become flamethrowers flamethrowers <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, yeah, it is brutal. It's really good though. Like that—that that I think is like is 
definitely like the the crowning achievement of the final destination films to have made that moment uh in horror history is just so good and of course you know as we said final destination 2 like that that opening to final destination 2 is like so traumatizing it it happens anytime i'm behind a log truck or whatever and i'm like oh yeah that's all of us dude like all of us i was hanging out with a friend earlier and i mentioned that we were doing this on the show today and he's like oh man is that the one that starts off with the log truck man i've never been the same after i've been behind a truck with logs on it ever since i watched that one that that scene fucked up like anybody who has ever seen it and i mean even opening this movie with that that roller coaster super violent you know death of a ton of people is something that I know fucked a lot of people up. Like I know a lot of people that are scared to ride on roller coasters because of shit like this that they've seen in this movie and other things. Um, Even though, of course, you know, that kind of thing basically never happens, but it happens in this movie at this. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Okay. Is it a carnival? Is it an amusement park? (laughs) I don't really know. It's because like, from what I've gathered, this is supposed to be Pennsylvania. Um, and I guess it's not far from New York or whatever, um, but it, it's it's they they have it looks like a, a graduation day carnival, and then like a month later they've got like a tricentennial celebration. Like this is the most hopping town out there. They've got something going on all the time. It sure seems that way, but like, is it a Okay, from the start of the movie, I thought that it seemed more like a traveling carnival yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it does seem that way. But, dude, no fucking traveling carnival travels with a fucking 60-foot-tall steel roller coaster. <laughs> like, that's a full-blown roller coaster, right. right? Yeah, yeah. That that was, to me, it was like, this has to be a a local theme park. But then it's like, do, do those exist like just a local theme park that has like one roller coaster. <laughs> it's like it <laughs> feels themed around like a the carnival. goddamn devil, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it is strange. It's, 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 that whole opening bit is just like, I don't know what we're doing, and then like the like the opening credits. It feels like three different like uh, like I get I I would say like. It's like some CG guys had done projects for for school or something, and they were like, "Oh, these all three kind of share a theme that's kind of carnival esque." You know, you got, uh, uh, you got, you got uh, the 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 rides. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. you got, of course, every carnival has a tarot card reader. Yeah, the tarot uh, cards. That right? yeah, you know how it is. You go to the you uh, go to the fair. You get some popcorn. You get you, your tarot you reading get your tarot on. Tarot reading. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you can't have a, a, a carnival without pinball. Everybody plays pinball, pinball. at a carnival. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it to start getting into the weeds and being like, I don't know, uh, uh, funnel cakes, a fried Mars bar. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Old timey photo. Uh, <laughs> we're really reaching here, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do wish there would have been a funnel cake related death. Oh yeah, no. The, I I want that to to happen to me. Honestly, that sounds great. You know what could have happened? Related oh, dude, whenever um a Jay boyfriend guy gets like cleft in twain, 
uh-huh. uh, when he hits that bar, what if some of his intestines would have like flown across the park and landed into one of the funnel cake funnels uh-huh. as somebody was like squeezing the funnel cake batter out and they're like talking to somebody off to the other side and they didn't see the guts land in there and they just like squirt <laughs> his intestines into the batter. It'd be fun. That would be fun. That'd be if fun. this were a trauma movie, that would have happened. That sure. definitely would have happened. Yeah. yeah. No, if it was a trauma movie, it would have been his twelve-inch long dick would have landed in. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And it would have it would have popped in the the fryer oil, and uh, <laughs> somehow like melted off the face of the fryer guy. But he still would have handed you the the fried dick. And it was a, a, a buxom lady who chomped uh, into it um, with yeah. glee. Sure. Yes. Uh-huh. That's the trauma version <laughs> of this. <laughs> At least we got Tony Todd as the voice of the goddamn devil. That's cool. Uh huh. The devil and the voice of the 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 conductor of the the subway train later. Um, it's interesting because Tony Todd appears in the first one as like a lore keeper type of character. Like here's That's what's cool. going on. But then, like, the second one, like, casts doubt on just how accurate everything he said was in the first one. Because everybody's constantly like, I think this is what it is. I think this is what it is. Um, that it, It's weird to me to just then have Tony Todd here as, like, the just the voice of these two different railed uh, means of conveyance. <laughs> like wh- wh- that's true why yeah is he the voice like what are we getting at is, is he supposed to be death like was tony todd in the first one like a- an incarnation of death i thought yeah okay so then like i guess his his voice is like that that is death talking as the devil that's the devil now I'm confused by that. Yeah, that's where yeah. things get a little bit murky. Like, I do like the idea of Tony Todd as being this sort of like secret embodiment of death walking out among us and shit. Like, yeah, where mm-hmm. you know, if you, you you subtly see him in the background of some of these scenes and shit, like that's pretty fun. But yeah, this does kind of muddy that up a little bit. It does. Yeah, I, I just didn't like. It. Is it possible that this is the Tony Todd character from the first one? He lost his job. Um, he he took up a job as the voice guy at the carnival. Uh, and I guess, you know, they probably had to shut that ride down after the, the crash. And now he's got this job. He's like, fuck, finally, I got, you know, a job as, as a conductor, a subway uh, train driver. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna work this job for thirty years and retire, man. But no, <laughs> goddamn thing derailed under my watch. Shit, is this a movie about death trying to keep Tony Todd from having a job? It, it, maybe that's ultimately what it's about, right? <laughs> it could be that, like maybe. And you get you've seen it, and I haven't. In the fourth one, is he like the announcer of like a bobsled race, like another rail driven <laughs> death machine? <laughs> I want they're that. going around turn three. Oh shit, they're dead. <laughs> Fuck. This happens everywhere I work. <laughs> there goes my retirement. <laughs> that, man, I mean it's always great though to hear him, so I have no I have no complaints about hearing Tony Todd's voice. I just really was like, what's the logic here? <laughs> yeah, what's exactly going on, right? Mm. But you know, hey, at least we had that great 
breakup slash engagement subplot to keep us titillated, right? Ugh. Okay, so <laughs> this is like so weird to me that they they included like so the girlfriend of 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 our uh, what's his name? Fuck. They're so interchangeable. These guys, Kevin, the girlfriend of Kevin tells uh, uh, Wendy that she is planning on breaking up with Kevin after graduation. Yeah. Then later, Kevin tells Wendy that he was planning on getting engaged to his girlfriend after graduation. So there was a B story that could have gone down (laughs) in which... Kevin asks his girlfriend to marry him after graduation, and she does not want to. Now, I I don't know where that is going. Like, what what was the point of that? To clown Kevin? Like, <laughs> Kevin later is like, your girlfriend died. Also, brother, that wasn't going to work out. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so weird what was the purpose of that that's a weird little subplot just i don't know why they threw that in there no i don't either man but you know at least it's short hour and a half that's true it's It's 90 yeah 90 minutes it's it's like you know all the things i'm saying don't make sense or like whatever it's fine this is like to me like a, a a really good movie with a bad like a bad it's got a bad premise to me the premise of the final destination movies is is not great because it's real hard to nail down or whatever though that well, there's gives no way them you can lot- win i mean right, there's no yeah. way that our our contestants in it's this game can come sure. out on top it is mm-hmm. very nihilistic yeah yeah and i mean there's uh, there's truth to you can't beat death but it's weird that death's only trying to kill these teenagers and not just like hanging out at the old folks' home, like, hey, this is perfect. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I think that even though I don't like the premise and whatnot, like, and even though I think like there's so many moments where I am laughing at the script, like I think it's absurd the things they're saying or doing or whatever. I'm still having a blast, still having a fun time with it because it moves at a brisk pace. The kills are good. Like the 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 setup punchline of the kills is is fun. It like keeps you engaged. Um, you know what's going on between the protagonists is probably the most boring part of the movie. It's probably the yep. least interesting. But, but there's not even much of that. There's not even that much of it. So it's it's not there's not a lot to complain about. I agree, man. Like it it moves along quickly. The kills look pretty fucking brutal. I feel like for this kind of story and this entire, you know, narrative of the Final Destination series, like, I don't really know how it could get a lot better. I mean, I at the end of the day, does, what, do, what do you want? Like, one of the right. kids pulls the, the scythe out of the Reaper's hands and cuts him down and everyone's immortal? <laughs> what? Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then suddenly, like the next final dis- destination is a dystopian movie about how people can't die. <laughs> oh shit! Right? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't really know how much better this story could get other than what we saw here. I felt like they they really distilled down the elements of the first two that mm-hmm. everybody wanted. Everybody wanted these crazy elaborate 
you know, teenager, beautiful teenager death scenes with these elaborate right. setups and kind of some fake out, some red herring shit just to keep you on edge going, oh, I think I know what's going to kill him. Nope, it was something else that killed him. Right. Uh, it, it's just kind of brutal, dumb fun. And I feel like this probably does it about as best as you can. I mean, do yeah, I love I it? So. Like, is it a fucking, you know, it's a real thought provoking movie or anything? <laughs> no, of course not. But. You know, again, some of those directorial and editorial choices that they made in here show that this was made by capable hands. Like, idiots didn't make this movie, but it is an idiotic movie. It is. It's not meant to be taken overly seriously, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. So, I don't know. I I enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. I do think that I liked it more than part one and two. Yeah, I do, definitely. I think this is my my favorite Final Destination movie, but I, I'm not huge on the series. So, like, I really need to know what number you're going to slap on this because I am all over the place in my head. Right? Yeah. I think for myself, I could see, I could see myself revisiting this one over Halloween where I just need something dumb and gruesome right. and gory and easy yep. to have on TV where... It doesn't matter if I miss a lot of the plot because I'm carving a pumpkin or something. Like I just right. want to put my yeah. head up for the cool death scenes. Um, I think that it serves a purpose. Like this is totally the the Wendy's five piece nugget of horror movies. You know? <laughs> yes. There is no that. nutritional content. There's nothing in here that's good for you. It's cheap and it fills uh, the need for food in your belly. Right. It does its job. So I think for that, I'm gonna say this is like a like a five and a half or a six for me okay good so yeah five and a half was where i was kind of landing where to me it's um it's not a great horror movie but it is it is uh it does what it sets out to do well and it's entertaining while that is happening uh and i as you said like yeah putting it on in the background during halloween or something that's fucking great it'd be awesome at a party to have this movie on in the background just everybody every once in a while gets to see something cool and you don't pay attention to the rest of it so yeah five yep. and a half yep. perfectly perfectly good score for the best that a final destination movie could probably do right <laughs> yeah i think so man we want to hear your thoughts about this one over on our facebook group it's the only reason that i use that horrible horrible website anymore um (laughs) the the facebook group is a great place to hang out Mm -hmm. and chill with your fellow horror homies and your boys here on the show so join up with our facebook group today just look for yeah dead and lovely horror podcast you'll find us on there join up hang out with the guys and girls and robots and people and werewolves and everything else that we got going on over there. Mm-hmm. Also, rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and support the show on Patreon. Yeah, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. If you become a patron on any level, you get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes. We just dropped a Hell Rankers on the Mission Impossible series. Uh, and that was that was fun as hell to talk about because those movies are great. Uh, well, fun. Uh, one of them is not great go check out that episode to find out um there you go uh, if you become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw from the smoking bowl and then we cover that movie at the end of the month so that's what we did today isn't it that's exactly what we did dylan sent this in and i'm glad that we son of a bitch (laughs) take that dylan (laughs) 
um i i'm glad we we finally got to it because i i have been wanting to actually do this one recently because it was just on my mind as uh i i'm glad we we rewatched it because it is fun for me yeah totally agreed man so yeah submit your your option to the smoking bowl and the next episode at the end of next month could be yours be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode in which we're gonna be going back and talking about one bobby uk aren't we yeah we're gonna be talking about bobby uk in the uh, uh freddy's dead nightmare on elm street six this is often considered by many to to be the worst one. Um, it's not very good. I, the last time I watched it, I found some charms in it, and I'm I'm really gonna try to dig out the charms of this movie. But I, I am excited to talk about it because we haven't talked about a nightmare movie in a while. That's true, man. I also look forward to seeing what we can uh, eke out of this thing for a preview palace. If anybody has any cool <laughs> ideas. Let us know in advance. Um, best, best Tom Arnold. <laughs> best Tom Arnold's, yeah. Be, uh, the Stupids, that's that's an easy answer there right go. there. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, best Roseanne's, she's in here, right? Oh, uh, she is. She is. I, I don't know. I don't know if we'd call her even the best one. Uh, best Floppy Hair. I mean, that dude uh, oh, in yeah. the, uh, the video game scene, he's got some great floppy right, right, hair. Right, right, right. Uh, Breck and Meyer, right? Breck and Meyer, that's his mm-hmm. name, right? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, some things to explore there. So let us know yeah, a couple what you guys want to see about. on that that next episode. Tune in next week and check that one out. It'll be a fun time to revisit old Freddy Krueger there. So, yeah, hope to see you guys then. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely, and you guys have been fantastic. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hey there, kids. It's your good buddy, Bro Ben. And me, Sexual Steve. And we've been in the gym getting pumped using weights, bro. That's right. Just picking them up, putting them down. But I putting do them down sexy. afterwards. Exactly, right. man. Mm-hmm. So we can be more macho. But, bro. Right. Of course, you know, as well as I do, if you want the maximum gains, you got to get the maximum protein in your bloodstream, am I right? Yeah, and none of that soy shit. What yeah, do you want to be, that. a soy boy beta cock? But, bro, listen, I heard something on Joe Rogan the other day that's going to blow your mind, bro. Okay, 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 let's hear it. Joe Rogan, they said great mind. that there is protein found in men's semen bro okay man's semen you know okay but like is so like wait so like semen's got like a lot of jack protein in it it's got some jack protein in it so now i'm just worried that my protein supplements have you know fucking man jizz in them bro now i'm all worried about it because you know i'm worried about that because you had the thought Exactly, man. So that means it might have an ounce of truth in it, bro. Listen, if you can think it, somebody's probably doing it right now. Uh huh. And, and I know powder. that I want to get all of my protein for my gains from absolutely one hundred percent verified non-jizz sources, bro. Because wait, but I'm not how like could that, we? You know, how could we? How? How would do? Do you sort through it to find the jizz? I, I mean, this seems impossible to me. 
No, the only thing you have to do is go to your local GNC and buy brand new protein. The only protein protein source that is 100% verified, not made of jizz. (laughs) Look on the labels. Here's the thing, bro. You just got to read the labels on all your other protein powders. Do any of them say that they don't come from sperm, dude? I don't think so. If I could read, I'd tell you. Well, bro, I have a bro who can read, and he told me that they say that stuff. And wow. protein's the only one that says for sure does not come from a man's semen. <laughs> so it's the only safe one. Protein. Wait, but hold on. If I'm thinking correctly, if you drink protein with no jizz in it, does that mean you're like double extra not gay? But wait, does doing it double mean you're back around to maybe being a little into guys? Okay, but like, if you're in the showers at the gym and you're jerking off the bros, that's not gay, right? I don't drink the sperm. No, no, no. Uh -uh, Okay, cool, cool. I'm a a manly man, bro. Right, yeah. And you gotta jerk off your bros sometimes because of the testosterone. It's too much. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's the way you come down after you get the big gains. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Do some fucking dips, and then Wait. you go dip on your bro's balls, you know? Hang on, bro. Whoa. Can you even spell gains without gay? Oh, I'm shit, gonna bro. I'm going to guess not. I, again, I can't read. <laughs> Protein. Protein. Protein for bros. <laughs> the best way to get it across to the bros who can't read is just have a have a like a smiley cartoon sperm on it and a slash. Yeah. So not, they know not, like, not in here. Nope. <laughs> no sperm allowed in here, bro. Come guzzle this protein. <laughs> Wait, did you say come guzzle, bro? <laughs> it's the opposite oh, oh, no. of that. We've already covered this. That's exactly what protein isn't, is come guzzling. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I get it now. <laughs> oh, shit. Coming for you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> 